Hello, Cryptonauts. Welcome back to another episode of Cryptocurrency Chat. This is episode 461 on November 20th, Sunday evening, when we do our two crypto Twitter and crypto coins. And as it is, my name is Jake Javarelli with my co-host, Blockchain John. How's it going, John? All good, man. Just uh, watching the market, trying to wait for it to dip below 16K to buy in. Uh, that's, yeah, that's my, that's my new buying point right now. But am I being too greedy? Okay. That's the question. Yeah. <laughs> like I said, I'm waiting for it to drop below 10. I'm sure Michael Saylor won't like that, but maybe he'll yeah. like it. Maybe he'll just say, well, I just need to take some of my coin from my personal pocket and buy more. Yep. Does Michael Saylor even have coin that's not Bitcoin? Um, That's a good question. I don't know the answer to that. <laughs> and I hope he never reveals that. I, I'm not, I don't want to know how much money he actually has in Bitcoin. I'm just saying it would be funny if he's like, I can't buy this. I, I can't buy more Bitcoin because all my coin is Bitcoin. <laughs> Watch, he has more Dogecoin than Bitcoin. Uh, <laughs> that'd be crazy. That right. would be very weird. Let's get ready for the first well, first news provided by Decrypt.co, written by Tim Haki. This week on Crypto Twitter, further FTX fallout. Bum, bum, bum. All right. This week, Twitter served as a public uh, confessional where the many crypto companies affected by FTX's sudden historic collapse came forward to declare just how much exposure they had to the bankrupt exchange. The intensity of conversations surrounding the collapse exchange didn't really abate this week. On Monday's Binance CEO, Shengpeng Zhao, who two weekends ago exposed FTX's insolvency when his announcement that Binance sell all its holdings of FTX's native token FTT caused a bank run on the exchange, denied accusations that he was just shorting the token. Images of former FTX CEO Sam Bankman-Fried's luxury penthouse in the Bahamas were being circulated that day. And there's some images there from Watcher.Guru. That is actually very nice. The disgraced former billionaire, who was also tweeting cryptic one-letter tweets by Tuesday, it became clear that he was very slowly writing the words, what happened. On Wednesday, he gave his side of things with the caveat that his, quote, memory might be faulty in parts, end quote. The full thread ran 32 tweets long. Yeah, that's odd finally coming down from the high that he had and that's the reason he was treating things that were a little weird before and now he's actually sober and he's like wait 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 <laughs> bankman fried's strange behavior prompted several conspiracy theories the most convincing one being that he was tweeting new tweets while he was simultaneously deleting old ones in an attempt to escape detection by bots that repost deleted tweets <laughs> okay so it actually worked lmao that's what he's doing mm-hmm uh -huh. He need he needn't needn't that's weird. He needn't yes. have gone to so much trouble though. Turns out one account archived them. And there it is. Yeah. Well your your tweets are archived when you're famous. <laughs> mm-hmm. Ethereum's co-founder Vitalik Buterin on Tuesday weighed in on the whole drama. And here's a tweet from Vitalik. Automatically downgrading every single thing SBF believed in is an error. It's important to actually think and figure out which things contributed to the fraud and which things didn't. Don't be the guy who would have tried to cancel <laughs> vegetarianism in 1945. <laughs> On Thursday, a 30-page affidavit from the new FTX CEO, John J. Ray, 
The third revealed that FTX itself doesn't know how much cash it has or even how many mm. people it employs. Ray said he had, quote, never seen anything like it, like, like it in his career. And he was the lawyer who shepherded Enron through its, its historic bankruptcy proceedings. Jonathan Warriors. Yeah, that's crazy. Jonathan Wu, who headed growth at Aztec Network in Ethereum-based privacy solution, cherry-picked the best parts of Ray's report in a thread. And here's that. Uh, I just read FTX's Chapter 11's first day affidavit. In it, the appointed restructuring CEO, John J. Ray III, who oversaw Enron's bankruptcy proceeding, calls FTX's case the worst of his career. Its contents mm -hmm. are shocking. Here's the highlights. So check that out if you guys yeah, want to know it's, more. It's it's absolutely insane. I think Enron was pretty bad, but it's funny it's like it's almost like a stoner was, I, I wouldn't be surprised if that was true but it's almost like a stoner was running ftx mm -hmm. i mean i just put it over there i'll take care of it later <laughs> jordan satchel an independent journalist pointed out the fact that l lawmakers investigating ftx's collapse have been pretty chummy with bankman frieds over the last year mm -hmm. And continuing on, Twitter's new CEO, Elon Musk, is himself feeling heat from authorities over his conduct since taking office, particularly the mass layoffs. Musk used the FTX catastrophe to make light of the situation in a meme. And here is that meme from Elon. FTX losing over a billion dollars of client funds. Senators calling for the FTC to investigate Twitter. <laughs> <laughs> That's that. Oh, hold on. in other a, news, a, go ahead. I'm not sure which which which. Or shouldn't the top rhino be FTX? Or no, the top rhino should be Elon, and the bottom one should be Twitter. No. <laughs> All right, continuing on in other news. Several businesses did well this week following the FTX catastrophe, including cold wallet manufacturers and decentralized exchanges, both of which offer customers self-custody solutions to keep their cryptos safe from withdrawals, freezes, by secretly insolvent ex exchanges. Uniswap creator Hayden Adams noted that on Monday. His exchange was the second largest in the world for Ethereum's trading behind Binance. Vitalik Buterin welcomed the sudden change in consumer preferences. He also urged caution. And here's that tweet from Vitalik. The centralized anything is evil by default. Use DeFi and self-custody. Ethos did very well this week, but remember that it too has risk. Bugs and smart contracts code. Important to guard against it. Keep code simple. Audits, formal verification, etc. Defense in depth. Grayscale's world-leading Bitcoin trust has been hitting new lows as a result of the current bear market. Its shares currently trade at a heavy discount of 45% to its underlying assets. This is not good news for investors. Crypto researcher at uh, M. M. Honkasalo Honka explained in a couple of charts why it would be a bad thing for the whole market if Grayscale were to suddenly liquidate its crypto holdings. It may, it may seem unlikely, but the crypto asset manager has done it before with XRP. And that is true. You would not want to see, you know, a grayscale dump all those six hundred and thirty-five thousand Bitcoin. Back yeah, the market. yeah. Let's let's not do that. Hold on to those. <laughs> That's almost as much as Satoshi owns, right? <laughs> Finally, El Salvador's Bitcoin-loving dictator Nayib Bukele can't get enough Bitcoin. Neither can Tron founder and CEO uh, Justin Sun. And here's a tweet from them. We are buying one Bitcoin every day starting tomorrow. And Justin Sun uh, replies, we echo Nayib Bukele's initiative in buying Bitcoin daily. We will also buy one Bitcoin every day starting tomorrow. And that's the end of that. So buy yourself some it. Bitcoin. Yeah. Someone's definitely buying it with the price going down. Anybody who wants it, I mean, it's out there. It's only the price of a cheap old car. 
<laughs> yep, I'm buying it. Speaking coins, Bitcoin avoids heavy losses as FTX contagion spreads. Oh, it's a disease now. It's all written, also written by Tim Haki. This being week two of the FTX disaster story, crypto investors can invest, uh, I mean, expect things to get worse before they get better. Yeah, with Bitcoin falling again. However, the two market leaders, Bitcoin and Ethereum, no longer appear to be in utter freefall. Bitcoin's largest cryptocurrency by market cap dropped 1% over the past week and trades or traded at 16 and a half. Ethereum, the number two crypto, shaved off about 4% of its value down to about 1200 start of the weekend at least. Both of them appear to rebound on Tuesday after fresh data from the U.S. Labor Department's latest PPI or producer price index report showed a decline in the cost of goods excluding food and energy. They took it as a sign that U.S. inflation could finally be calming down, which could give the Federal Reserve some encouragement to relax its tightened fiscal policies. Stocks also rebounded at the news. Which it won't. Several... Yeah, exactly. Several leading cryptocurrencies declined in value by between 5 and 10% this week, including Cardano, Polygon, and the popular Doge dog meme coins, Doge and Shiba. Shiba rather. The biggest loser among the top 20 cryptocurrencies by market cap was Solana, which sank another 17% to 1331. FTX was one of Solana's earliest backers, and the entire Solana ecosystem is affected by the implosion. Last radius includes layoffs at Solana's NFT protocol Metaplex. The extent of Solana's network ties to Sam Bankman Free's collapsed multi billion dollar crypto empire came to light this week, um, along with declarations of exposure to FTX by several other leading companies in the industry. Mm -hmm. Prices stabilized this week. There came a raft of revelations within the industry as companies stepped forward to declare the extent of their exposure to the bankrupt FTX. On Monday, crypto lender BlockFi denied claims that the majority of its assets were tied up in FTX, but told customers that withdrawals will remain paused. Sure, guys, sure. Citing significant exposure to the collapse exchange, BlockFi has suspended customer withdrawals last week. The company is also considering filing Chapter 11 bankruptcy. Decrypt reported, reporting confirmed is likely facing imminent layoffs. I, I was a... In, Early investor in BlockFi, uh, early user, I guess. Um, but I just like the fact that they only had like five coins available for investment, and their investment interest rates were terribly low. Like they just weren't. Obviously, Celsius was better, but Celsius was a Ponzi scheme. But anyways, and I was more invested in Celsius. But BlockFi, I took all my money out of BlockFi like a year ago because I was like, this is dumb. Why am I even here? So yeah. Anyways. Crypto hedge fund Ikigai confessed to having a large majority of its total assets tied up in FTX in a tweet by founder Travis Kling. Kling also apologized for investing customer funds in FTX and having actively endorsed it. I was wrong. I was making so much money. I was wrong. I was so wrong. The Solana Foundation published a blog post revealing that it had about a million dollars in cash or more or equivalent assets stuck in FTX. Furthermore, the foundation holds 3.24 million shares of FTX trading limited stock, mm. common stock, and 3.43 million FTT tokens and 134.54 million SRM tokens from decentralized exchange Serum. Uh, Bank Bankman-Fried co-founded the Solana-based DEX in 2020. Yeah. 
so that, that's what i was saying last week man yeah that's what i was saying last week so what 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 um What's the other company? Um, Alameda. What Alameda basically mm-hmm. did was say, "Hey, we'll we'll help fund you guys as long as you guys hold the FT, uh, FTT tokens on the uh, FTX exchange." And obviously, when that went w- went belly up, and and of course, what what FT uh, what FTT ended up doing with their money was just, you know, shilling it to other pe- other investors. Yeah. Mm-hmm. No, I mean it's, it is. They did act like a bank, and that's not surprising. This is what banks do. It's just that mm-hmm. there was nothing behind it, right? So I mean. Dollar, if you know, I don't, we had a run. This example that happened, this the the run that happened on the dollar was back in the in 19, what, 1929 when we had Black Monday, and you know, the banks closed because they didn't have the cash to give to people. The dollar itself, and yes, the dollar did take a hit in its in its effective value because so many people trying to pull their money out at the same time. Mm-hmm. And so this is not uncommon. This is what happens when there's a bank run. Um, and if there was another bank run. But a, on a larger scale, like this, I think the U.S. Um, economy is something like ninety trillion dollars, effectively. Um, the GDP. And if there was a really solid, a real bank run where, like, you know, twenty-five trillion of that went out, it would drastically affect the market. So this is this is not this is how it works. It sucks, but this is how it works. Yeah. Foundation's disclosure also clarified the extent to which Bankman Fried had invested in the network's token. FTX and Alameda together had brought. 50.5 million soul my brain purchased currently worth just south of ha 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 six 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 million dollars two-thirds of a billion tuesday crypto centric investment firm sino global revealed in an official statement that it had mid seven figures exposure to ftx but it continues to operate as normal <laughs> they must have a lot more money the figures is what under 100 million mm-hmm Crypto exchange uh, liquid, actually it's under 10 million, um, for global on Tuesday froze all withdrawals, including fiat. In compliance with the requirements of voluntary Chapter 11 proceedings with the United States, Liquid Group and all of its subsidiaries, including the Japan-based Kony, Kony, I hope that's right, Corporation and Kony uh, PTE in Singapore, were acquired by FTX Trading Limited in an undisclosed deal earlier this year. Circle, issuer of stablecoin USDC, confessed in a regulatory filing that the tiny equity position in FTX that CEO Jeremy Allaire alluded to immediately after FTX's collapse amounted to $10.6 million investment. Filing said that Circle expects its financial performance to be materially lower than projections. That's such a finance geek way of saying it. Uh, made last February. Yeah, things are going to be great, but we're not going to say how bad they are until Q, the, the quarter ends. And then you'll see. But we're not going to say it now. On Wednesday morning, crypto prime broker Genesis announced to its clients that it would pause withdrawals from its lending arm, citing unprecedented market turmoil. <laughs> Something blew up over there from FTX bankruptcy. Just a week before the firm had tweeted, our operating capital and net positions in FTX are not material... Material to our business. We're not lying to your face. The circumstances surrounding FTX have not impeded the full functioning of our trading franchise. BS, BS. Yeah, you know, you know what I'm. Th- we know what I think is going on. A lot of these companies that are saying that they're not affected. I think what they're doing is, is literally, you know, getting uh, investor funds like at the last minute. If they can catch that investment fund, then good. They stay afloat for the time being. But if they can't catch that, then they're gonna have to go belly up catch these hands no. 
Even the blockchain analytics from chain analysis and documents filed to bankruptcy court in Delaware was identified as an FDX creditor hmm. and is owed money in the bankruptcy proceedings. So, yeah, um, I don't, I will, I hate to say it this way, but I'm, I'm pretty sure the Sam Bankman Free story is going to make an amazing movie in about two years. Oh, yeah, for sure. Probably writing it now. Yeah. Um, just, just like Facebook and every other I mean, major industry that people write a movie about. They already made um, a, a cover of it. It's on the first article. Where is it at? Scroll up to the top. Is there? Where is it at? There it is. Yeah. The Big Short 2. Oh. <laughs> yeah. So, um, yeah, I just, it's. Um, yeah, well, let's just get the rest of the news. We can talk about the rest All of it right. later. So. so the third the third news of the day is, once again from Decrypt.co, written by Andrew Bengansky. FTX says it owes over $3 billion to its 50 largest creditors. Hmm. So who's representing FTX? That's the quiz of the day. All right. Time's up <laughs> if you didn't get that. And that is, was it John James Ray, something like that? Uh, John, John, J., uh, John, John J. Ray. John, yeah, there it is. John, John J. Ray the third. So he's the new he's the new CEO, chief executive officer of FTX Global, and now that he took over that position, it is a shit show to say anything less about it. Um, yeah, it's it's bad. It's it, it, pretty much this. The thing that was so funny to me in in this article in particular, not just this article, but but in general, what's happening? John Jay didn't been coming out in tweets from various people um, over the last week. They didn't have an accountant and mm-hmm. have a bookkeeper. They didn't even have an accounting department, which is the no accounting thing, whatsoever. They had no bookkeeping whatsoever. And that's the reason I said when I made the joke earlier. Was like it's like a stoner was running a company. Like, hey, oh, you got some stuff for me? I just threw it over there. I'll take care of it later. Didn't take care of any of it ever. It was it was just winging it the whole time. Mm-hmm. That's crazy, you know, and, dude. And 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 I would co- compare this not favorably, but I mean comparably to the um, Firefest. Uh, debacle and when um i can't remember the name of the guy he went to prison for it for four years he just got out recently i, I heard about that um but uh he's just going into new york and, and to places in the, on the east coast you know from where they were in their island habitat in the in the caribbean area just asking for more money you just going to people like yeah yeah we got this great thing just give us more money just give them more money I mean, I don't remember exactly how much they pulled, but it was, you know, it was tens of millions of dollars, nothing compared to what Bankman Free was doing. But I mean, it's not like what was going on here had nothing to do with, um, I mean, there was some organization, but most of it was for, you know, crypto organization type stuff. And I have a strong feeling that once once this all comes out and the, and the court and the decision and everything happens, mm-hmm. uh, we will find out that it was... A lot like, in my opinion, Fire Festival, and that there was really nothing in the back end other than just the the you know the servers that we had. There was no, there was no real corporation. There was a name of a corporation, FTX, right? But there wasn't really a business there. No. Yeah. Well, it surprised me that they held zero Bitcoin. That was like the biggest header to me. Like uh, a company going belly up because they're they're trading uh, horribly. You know, they're doing basically a pyramid scheme, but they actually had no Bitcoins on their books. It's like, wow, how that's so crazy. So it is possible to be a crypto, a crypto scammer without, without Bitcoin. I don't understand how that even happened. It had to have been some like, oh, my, it's, it's the same thing as like, oh, my gosh, it's working, whatever, you know, whatever is working. 
Um, and people just keep seeing the money go up. And so, like all FOMO is, is situations, people are just like, here, take my money quick. I can see that your, your returning interest is really, really high on everything you're doing. Just take all my money. Just please take my money. That's crazy, man. And people are like, yeah, of course, of course we'll take your money. Billions and billions of dollars. of Absolutely, we'll take your money and I do. But that doesn't matter. We'll take money. I mean, it's a great. I mean, literally, it's forty million dollar house, right? Oh. So they're going to be having their court hearing pretty soon. Uh, I guess court documents will filed just on Sunday today uh, for the, for the day for the first day hearing of FTX's bankruptcy case. So uh, that's going to be happening in Wilman, Wilmington, Delaware I, on Tuesday. I totally feel for for Mr. Because I have a feeling that what he took over is not something he wanted to be involved in. <laughs> I, yeah, I, I, yeah, I don't think and anybody. Enron, Enron is a different story. Enron was a real company mm-hmm. that had real assets and real things. They were doing stuff. They were just a, a, a facade, right? Yeah, they were in op- their operation for a long time, not just a couple of years, but many, many, many years. So they actually had real documents and real, real function, and real people working there. Um. One thing is for sure is that it's going to take them. But... It's going to take them years. This court here, this court case is not going to just be a you know a, no, a one year no. case. It's going to be years and years and no, years. There's lots of discovery, lots so, of time. It's going to yeah. take a lot of hearings. It's just there's I so just, much I... information out there in regards to this stuff and all the companies that are involved with it. Is that that's going to be like a ten year ordeal or more for sure. It's going to be yeah, it's, real bad. It's, it's I mean, and I it's hope not over, man. Long, but... Oh, it's far from over. Yeah. No, it's, it's got a long, long ways to go. All right. All right so some good news, in my opinion, um, from Ave and Uniswap um, in this article by uh, Liam Kelly, Decrypt. Ave and Uniswap show how DeFi keeps working amid FTX's crisis. Um, and FTX, can, you know, contagion, all these different things are going on with FTX in particular. It's, um, it. Anyways, I guess what I'm trying to say is the thing that was fun, interesting when, in particular in this article, and makes note of it, was that for a very short period of time, right when this news broke, uh, GUSD was actually just way up, and you could have could have in a short period of time made an immense amount of money off of the exchange. Um, particularly, interestingly enough, through DeFi itself. But the thing that's fun, funny about this is, um, see if I'm going to read something explicitly out of this article. Um, Exactly. Okay, so just as these two events happened, lending rates skyrocketed in order to attract more liquidity back into the platform. Remember, mm-hmm. pretty much all of these decentralized lending platforms operate according to supply and demand. As yep. supply rises, interest rate drops. As supply dwindles or borrowing rises, rates will rise. Basically, users were being offered a real-time reward mm-hmm. for holding an asset mm-hmm. that the market had temporarily defined as risky. So this chart shows the supply of APR on Ave. <laughs> it's just, you know, almost a hundred percent increase in value, and so all these people were just like, "Oh, well, obviously the volatility here is quite, you know, uh, the lending rates will remain quite high ultimately in the worst, rather unlikely case scenario. GUSD could collapse, and Abe could vote to close a particular market. In any case, it won't be the pr- project's founder, Stan Usage, who decides how that happens, but the DAO will decide. And so it exactly. As a contrast to what was happening with SBF, where it was pretty much him in control of everything, uh, it's the DAO that decides. It's the it's the people who decide. And of course, is there liquidity? Yes, of course. There's plenty of liquidity. Now, is there, you know, hundred billion dollars worth of liquidity? Possibly. I mean, obviously, it's pretty big. You know um, what's really cool about this article is that 
um, a lot of people actually started buying up the uh, the the treasure and ledger. Physical, right. That physical that was another good point. Store. Physical cold the treasure wallet and the ledger wallet both got uh, bought mm -hmm. up heavily because people were just like, I don't want to be part of this centralized BS that mm -hmm. SBF has created. Which is so great. Uh, I dude. want my own that's coins. So awesome. That's like that's finally people are taking the next step. Of, of holding their own yes. coins, man. Love it. This is the inevitable fallout, which is good. Mm -hmm. and we've been talking about this forever on the show. Mm -hmm. um, one of the things I was said to you, John, just, just what, a few several days ago was about the Atomic Wallet. And even though you said you weren't into the particular coin I mentioned, the thing that I, I'm not going to put up on screen because it's got all my content in it. Um, but I do particularly like the Atomic Wallet because of its staking capabilities. And it's your coins. It's your private keys. You get to hold on to it, and they will give you interest rate. Now, I've been personally using the, the Zill because Zill pays 15% APR. 15! That's ridiculous. But the nice thing is I can pull the coins out. They're my coins, and I have my private coins, my private keys. So I can pull them out any grant. Zill does have its own rules. It's the same thing as, like, the, the Cosmos network. Cosmos on Atomic Wallet will pay 10%. Now, you can make twice as that much as that if you use their network and not just Atomic Wallet. But it's actually pretty nice to be able to know that it's your coins and your wallet. And you have control. Now, when you want to remove that, it takes like three weeks. That's part of the reason that they can maintain the interest rates is yeah. because it's so long to remove the money that most people aren't going to do it. Like well, you can, you also, can say, okay, I'm going to remove it. And then three weeks from now, you'll get it back. <laughs> that also, that also helps actually manage the whole, um, uh, pump, pumping and dumping the coins. Yes. Yeah. Yes. It, it, it regulates that. So it's mm -hmm. harder to, it's much harder to do that. People can't just drop it and pull it out within, you know, a few, a few hours or a few minutes. Um, so, I mean, as much as it's nice to have like Zill QA or, uh, or Zill, and Cosmos or Atom, um, they're very fast. Their, their networks are very fast, so you can transfer money quickly. But if you've staked it, it's not coming out for three weeks. So it, it just slows down the... the, the how, how quickly did, did Sam Bankman-Fried lose $60 billion? I think in 24 hours, less than 24 hours. For, 48 hours, basically. Yeah, but yeah 48 hours. Into two days, right? Mm-hmm. Couldn't do that with with Cosmos or, or Zill. It'd take three weeks <laughs> if it was staked. That is the nice thing about this is, like I said, why why is it these wallets have become more popular? Because they're yours. Yeah. You get to hold it. Yeah. It's your decision, and it, as it always should have been, as we've said many many times. So I would say this is the good news uh, from the fallout. It's good news. Yeah, it's very good news. All right, let, let's let's talk about uh, Edward Snowden. Snowden. All right, this one's written by Daniel Roberts. Edward Snowden's sanctioning of Ethereum's Mixer Tornado Cash was deeply uh, illiberal and profoundly authoritarian. All right. Here's a video. It's a really nice video. Um, I just I just watched a couple minutes of it, but it's nice to hear Edward Snowden actually talk to this stuff. So I'm, later on after the episode, I'm going to wa actually watch the whole thing. So this does get into um, talk talking about Tornado Cash, right? Uh, let mm -hmm. me just read a little bit here. Where was it at? Uh, right here. Oh, no, not that one. Um, oh, I lost my spot. Instantly. That's what it was. There it is. I want to read this paragraph here. In slamming the U.S. government for targeting Tornado Cash, Snowden said part of the problem is the Ethereum Ethereum's network's model, which displays publicly 
the transaction history of each wallet. You get this giant history cruft that just follows you wherever, he said, and you create all these chain explorers and then people see every smart contract you've interacted with on Ethereum. It's problematic. Now, once again, that's what we're talking about when it comes to your privacy. And that's ultimately what this comes down to is you got to protect your privacy. You don't really want people stalking you or following you through the blockchain because it is public information. Everybody can watch this in real time what you're doing with your, with your wallets. That's why you don't really want to tell anybody what you have, how much you have, and what you own because people can track that back to uh, to your wallets. Like, for example, the guy that, uh, the hacker that, uh, um, I guess, withdrew from FTX's back door apparently used a centralized exchange. I, I forgot exactly which one it was. Uh, BlockFi, I think it was? Was it? Yeah. And one of the other sub-companies. Yeah, and it's kind of like, that's the dumbest thing you can do is send it to a uh, centralized exchange, but uh, it is what it is, so at least those coins are safe. You gotta a lot of this is that they can, you can keep, immediately keep an eye on where it's going. Mm-hmm. If people were doing it to Monero or something, then or some other coin that was harder to trace, uh, Monero-based coins or something like that, then yes, uh, you can keep your money private. That's it. Now, his, the whole thing is about this is how the United States is, you know, basically cutting off people who are using things like Tornado Cash. Mm-hmm. Um, I think the problem, I guess, I remember you said this a while ago, and this was like probably two years ago, um, was that uh, when people were moving money, people with lots of money, not mm-hmm. like, I mean, you could probably even think this about Michael Saylor. Does Michael Saylor keep all 100? I'm not saying it's his money, but his company's money. Does, does uh, his company, micro Microfinance, right? Um, did they keep all of their money, all the 130,000 bitcoins that they have in one wallet? Oh, no, they don't. And why is that? Because it, it, it shows there's too much, there's all this, it's like a Scrooge McDuck money vault. It's all in one place. It's easy to, to take a lot of it. Even if you didn't take the whole thing, you'd still take, it'd still be easy to take a good chunk out of just that one place. Um, oh no, you, when, and when you're transferring large sums of money, you should, you should do it multiple wallets I and mean, this is true even in regular fiat people with with billions don't have it all in one big gigantic bank account they have it spread across many 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 bank accounts and many 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 uh, institutions so if they want to move something it's not like okay that person just moved 30 billion dollars somewhere just all at once no they don't do that they do it from a whole bunch of different places the same thing goes for um crypto you shouldn't just keep it all in the wallet that's just it's just dumb so here's another one that i want to read here that's important because i think his words are very wise so here's another little uh quote here it's actually i think the yeah the last paragraph we need people to be able to transact on chain at any time effortlessly without their awareness said snowden the same way that you connect to gmail through a web browser it's using https you should have levels of privacy protection baked into the protocol and this prevents the kind of uh tomfoolery that we was it tomfoolery 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 Tomfoolery. that we see the u.s government beginning to engage with things like the ofac and tornado cash yep and the good thing i guess what uh what uh, Snowden is saying here in this article is that he's he's happy to see that um, there's other companies out there coming out with privacy tools uh, like Tornado Cash. So over the next year or so, uh, we'll start seeing a lot more of these uh, projects out there, which we, we definitely need. I, 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 I'm with Snowden in regards to privacy is important. You know, that's why you should like not be talking about what you have or what you own. 
uh, how much you have because people are gonna you know hackers once you once you expose how much you're holding hackers know who to target next like oh man you got mm-hmm. you got you got a hundred thousand bitcoin well psh, guess mark. what yeah i'm coming right for you man mm-hmm. yeah you not be putting yourself out there unless you're so, ready to protect yourself yeah so, so once again just watch this uh watch this video here anyway that's listening or watching there's a video on decrypt uh, check that out last article uh also by tim mckee again thank you tim for writing all these great articles grayscale's bitcoin trust hits record low 43 percent discount after ftx crisis and we did talk about this earlier this mm-hmm. week in crypto twitter as mm-hmm. well as coins that was um john you were more in well, depth on this point yeah, so um obviously grayscale has been going down the reason being is because it's actually grayscale and genesis are owned by barry silbert uh digital currency group and so considering that genesis just went under owned by the same per uh, by the same company that owns uh, uh grayscale it's kind of like, hmm, interesting so let's where's the money at you know and, right. and now that the, the the Twitter heads out, they're kind of calling out, you know, Grayscale. Hey, we want you to reveal your books. They're like, no, we mm-hmm. don't have to comply to what you guys are saying because we're not a crypto company out there like everybody else. We're actually legitimate on, on the stock market. You know, we comply to the, these regulations, not to what you guys are talking about on Twitter, trying to uh, have us expose our, our private addresses. Uh, because that once again, like I was just talking about in the last uh, article with Snowden, privacy is important gbtc they don't want to reveal those addresses you know they are compliant to what needs to be what 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 they need to do to be in compliance and that's that you know so but people are still pissed off about that like no we want to know exactly which addresses are holding what and where they're at Uh, and another person was and it's not on this article but uh uh, what i was reading on twitter another person was was uh was arguing it doesn't make any sense like you're saying that it's going to be a security issue if you reveal your public address of the coins that you're holding these bitcoin in how could you say such a thing if if the reality is it's technically not possible to hack that address for example he said there's satoshi nakamoto address anybody would have hacked his address if it was possible but it's not possible and that address has been publicly there all around the world for all these years and it's never been hacked so if you can just come out publicly and let us know what how much coins you're holding in your public address there'd be no issue with that so there's some arguments going on there but gpt is not trying to be compliant with that it's like you know what we're we're in compliance to what we need to be in compliance for and we're not going to expose that so it, the, the market the market has affected grayscale and it is down what was it 44 percent i think it was was that what it was yeah, well, 40, yeah 40s, a little bit less than half yeah. but yeah it's still That's, it's done pretty significantly it hurts it hurts uh and i don't know if they're going to submit but we'll see what happens in the next coming days in regards to that um another thing that the that that gbt has been trying to gbtc has been trying to do for the, for the longest time is trying to get spot trading i think was it in this article yeah i think it was in this article spot trading the reason being, instead of getting future futures, uh, future B, uh, BTC and getting spot trading is a lot better because you're buying Bitcoin in real time in, in the current market. That obviously is going to bring extreme value to GBTC. People are going to want to buy Bitcoin in real time. But, of course, Uncle Gary doesn't want that. He says no spot trading. It's not going to help. It's not going to help. Uh, it's not going to happen under my watch ever. Underscore capitalized bold letters ever. It's not going to happen under Gary's uh, reign. So that's that. That's pretty much that's that's it's a it's a sad thing to know that that's just his viewpoint 
knowing that um, I've watched Gary before he was the, the chairman of the SEC. And to me, he was like, wow, we actually got somebody that knows crypto to sit in here that, that can actually help bring the, 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 the big market, you know, into the global market, into the crypto market. And, and have spot trading for all these crypto pla uh, uh, projects out there. That would be amazing. That was at least my vision, but obviously that didn't happen. And it's never going to happen according to what uh, I was reading with other articles saying that, you know, uh, Gary has no plans on, on doing any spot trading anytime soon. Oh, yeah, it's not... Um... So don't forget, no. don't forget, I, I do, I do want to backtrack that, that uh, Grayscale and... Um, Genesis is connected to the same company. Uh, Genesis was bankrupt due to the fallout from FTX. So is Grayscale next? That's kind of like why it's going down right now. Okay, ultimately that's they, pretty much what this article is. They don't want to bail, but they're probably going to have to bail if they or if they don't. Something else could happen. That's bad. So I mean, in general, get I, your coins it, out of out of centralized entities i yeah. know it's it's a traditional way of doing it we've been doing it you for, wanna, for centuries but that it's, you, you want to make a prediction real quick is grayscale going uh going to fall out i think it's going to be a slow fall um, be a, a crash like uh with with ftx i i i feel that these, these are, dude these are big this is so grayscale is it, it's not like crypto. Grays Grayscale is holding Bitcoin, but it's part of the stock market. And seeing a company that falls 43, 50%, that's not, that's not really a normal thing. Maybe 2 3%. Not for, not for normal stock markets, right. Exactly. Yeah, maybe 2 to 3%. Yeah, that's normal. But 43%, dude, this is going to flop. Like, I, I, I don't... I mean, I don't know any other company that does that kind of stuff that's that's legitimate on the, on the market, right? So, uh, yeah, I think... We know what happened to Michael Saylor's first company back in 2000, so... Yeah. Uh, I, maybe, I'm gonna, maybe. I'm <laughs> predict that they're gonna they're gonna go under. Okay, well you can call it. I'm not gonna bet on it because I don't bet. I bet it's you like one Bitcoin. <laughs> one Bitcoin to bet. <laughs> all right, that's all bet I got. Bet you one virtual Bitcoin that I don't have. No. <laughs> Anyways, let's wrap it up. All right. uh, thank you all for watching and making it this far in this relatively short podcast that we do. Uh, we appreciate your. And you can always check us out on YouTube or Odyssey. Check us out through Cointree. All of our links are, of course, in every single description. Um, Spotify, Twitch, Odyssey, Twitter. Well, Twitter continues. <laughs> YouTube. I guess on uh, Discord if you like. And we always appreciate your thumbs up and your likes and any donations you're willing to make. With that, with said, stack, stack sets, sets and, and hodl. Adios. Adios.